Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Magic Talk. Join the conversation. 0800 844 747. Good morning and that is the number to call for our dog behaviourist. Darren Rowe back with us again this morning. All about dogs, breeds of dogs, anything to do with the training as well. Upbringing. Mm. Which puppy school to go to, which dog trainer could be all sorts of things. Any questions you've got about dogs and where to next or if your dog's getting into some bad behaviour patterns or started barking and over the top, whatever it might be. 0800 844 or you can text 3920. We'll go straight into it. Darren joins us from our Waikato studios. Darren, good morning. Hi Richard, how are you today? I'm great, Tar, for asking. How are you getting on? Good weekend? It's been a lovely weekend. Gorgeous weather. Thank you for uh, predicting that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't always go according to plan. Just don't bring up Cyclone Cody because it's wobbling away. (laughs) Yeah, but um, I know. Oh, goodness me. But, uh, yeah, well, let's begin. First of all, we have touched on it previously, but we didn't have time to get into it. If you are listening this morning and texting or calling, it's probably better sooner rather than later if you want to get in touch with Darren. Darren, let's take a look at dog... um, in terms of training, what makes a good yeah. trainer? Where do we start? Yeah, it's one of those questions I get asked quite a lot, actually, is, um, you know, how do you tell that your trainer is good? Because there's a lot of, there's a hell of a lot of trainers out there, isn't there? Um, you've got to go mm-hmm. through, um, on, look on the internet, and you get lots of trainers pop up. And, and unless you've, you've heard of the names like, yeah, you know, your Victoria Stillwells and, your, um, I don't know, Karen Pryor, you probably haven't heard of any of those, any of those ones. But um, if, you, if you know the particular trainers, then, then you know where to go. But in your area look just looking for a trainer if you get the wrong one it can absolutely destroy your dog and i think it's really important to make sure that you you do the research um around the trainer that you're gonna that you're gonna pick and there's a couple of key questions i think that um i would be asking if i was a dog owner against Uh a trainer and because what people don't probably realize that in new zealand and pretty much all around the world there is no set qualification to be a dog trainer so um say for yourself um richard you could you've had a border collie um they're pretty tough dogs sometimes um Uh you could set yourself up as a dog trainer and as long as you get clients then you know if the clients will pay you the money then then you become a dog trainer which is quite staggering do you think in your view i think so yeah um and I, I understand we we'll talk about the difference between experience and about qualifications um, later, but definitely, yeah, it is quite staggering because there's not many other places or any other jobs where you don't have to have at least a minimum qualification. I think that's where New Zealand is moving to have a minimum qualification at least. Right. So that's, that's, that's a, yeah, yeah, okay, that's around the corner. That. Yep, that, that makes uh, a lot of sense. How quick Actually, I don't co- know, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that might take. And your second point, you, did you yeah, say so, that there was something else? Yep. Yeah, so um, really the, the experience, you can have as many qualifications as you like, as, as most people understand, but if you haven't got the experience to back up those qualifications, it makes no difference. So you kind of need a, a nice ah, healthy balance between yeah. those two, or lots and lots of one and, and lots and lots of experience is probably better than the best qualification completely with no experience. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I'm hearing you. Thank you for that. I'm going to go straight to the phones. Our number 0800 844 747. There we go. We're going to start with Tim, who joins us now. You're straight through after Tim if you want to call now, though. Tim, good morning. Morning, Tim. Um, I've got a dog at home. Um, how we can stop it stop, um, stopping chewing um, dog uh, baby toys? Right. How old is your dog? Um, so he's... He's my brother's partner's dog. He, right. He's um, he's about eighteen months old. 
Oh, okay. So, so yeah. <clears throat> basically, with um, babies' toys, the dog dogs always love to chew babies' toys. I, I kind of like get that quite a lot, mm. quite a lot, and. Um, for me, it's about the smell, so there'll be that familiar smell. And, and if you think about it, dogs are always looking to do things that other people are doing, so they're kind of copying us all the time if you look at their behaviours um, in a dog way, obviously not human way. So if they see the child and, and the adults all playing with those toys at the same time, they think, well, that's just what they do. Yep, that's that's what yeah. we do in the family. So it's, it's quite a normal behaviour for a dog to do. Unfortunately, when they play with toys, they chew them. But all they're doing is exactly the same as the baby's doing or that the kids are doing, but just in a dog way. So what we really need to do is to teach the dog that this is the appropriate toy to play with. So get another toy, um, probably a yep. tuggy. I do a lot of stuff with tuggy toys, and you can get a free download about how to use a tuggy off my website. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> just go to the um, enfordogsacademy.com, um, and that will tell you all how to make a tuggy and actually how to uh, to play with it. But but what you want to do is make a special toy for your dog so your dog doesn't feel left out. So there's all the human toys, and then there's a special dog toy. So the special dog toy comes out to play, and then he'll start to default back to that special dog toy, which is allowed to choose. So it's about understanding why he's doing it, and then saying, "Well, he, actually, let's do the same for the dog." He chooses. He chose to um, dog uh, baby mate as well. Yeah. So again, it's all it's all down to that. You know, you're constantly using that, so you're adding value to all those different things for the baby. Um, so he thinks that that's what he should be doing as well. So it's about just making special toys for him, special mats for him. It's a bit like having two kids, really. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Right. I was about to say Adding the same thing. To that, yeah. Because yeah. um, dogs, dogs just mirror our family structure, don't they? So. Yeah. There we go, Tim. I hope that helps. It's a, it's a bit of work involved there. It's a bit of work involved. And you might... You might have, like, a, a baby gate out so he can't actually get to those toys because, obviously, if they can't practice bad behaviour, then it doesn't become a habit. But um, definitely yeah. a bit of work in there, yeah. And keep it safe, obviously, when you've got kids around and babies, definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's... Add that one in. Good on you, Tim. Hey, thanks for your call. All the best. Okay, thanks now. It is <coughs> 10 past 9, 0800 844 747. We are talking dogs with our dog whisperer. Yes, our dog behaviourist, and that is, of course, Darren Rowe. Darren, we've got some texts coming through. First off, Cliff is asking, do barking collars work? Um, right. <coughs> oh, God, I had to have a little, little cough for that one for you. You might need one on yourself. Um, oh, okay. <coughs> so it's a really complicated answer. The, 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 the long answer is no. The short answer is yes. Um, barking collars work because they scare the pages out of the dog um, uh-huh. and therefore they get petrified of the bark. Now, one thing you've got to understand, I'm a, a force-free dog trainer. I don't use aversives, which are what these bark collars are at all, for, for a, long, a lot of reasons. But um, what happens is they... they they bark and then they get absolutely scared. Um, the, the aversives of shocks elicit a fear state and yes. then the dog will avoid whatever behaviour they were doing beforehand. So they'll avoid the barking. Now, barking is a natural behaviour for a dog, so that sets up a whole internal struggle with a dog anyway, which is going to cause issues down the line. And then those issues come out as um, sort of anxiousness and... Um, sort of fear and all those kind of things later on down the line so what you're doing really is you're stopping a short-term problem but you're just making a big-term problem later and, and most force-free uh, positive trainers will see that we'll pick up we pick up dog um, dogs that have had shock collars and, and they just right. end up 
being a complete wreck, to be fair. Yeah, so, the, so yes, mm. but no, definitely don't use them, in my opinion. Right. <clears throat> yep. Oh, that's, that's good to know. And I've, I've said before about our border collie as a pup, went to training school and uh, to stop the barking was suggested. You said it was an archaic thing. Mm. This is a, quite a few years ago. But, um, you know, put pebbles in a plastic bottle and smash it on the concrete if they're barking out <clears throat> of control to give a fright. And you give an example how that doesn't work. And here's an example that actually when the earthquake struck and the windows were breaking around him, he never barked. No, I bet he was absolutely petrified. Yeah. It would have been interesting yep. to have had a video of his um, behaviour and what his ears were doing and tail yeah. and stuff. If yeah. I could turn and, and, back time. If I could oh, turn back time, Darren. And if you think about it, as soon as we um, have a fear or pain, because that's really what we're looking at with these shock collars, um, yep. that, that makes a, such a strong connection in the brain, the brain cells, that that behaviour never goes. I mean, I picked up a, um, a client from, the, um, from uh, Auckland who had gone to a... a very well-known trainer, we'll mention who it is, a very well-known trainer who'd recommended a shock collar for treating um, aggression against um, skateboards and things like that. And okay. This dog, yeah. this dog was, um, it was so hard to even get even the slightest uh, change in his behaviour against those skateboards because he wanted to kill it. As soon as the shock collar was off, man, he was going to rip them to pieces. He was the, oof. Yeah. yeah okay. He was, he was in a state, he really was. 0800-844-747 or text 3920. Go back to the phones. Helen's on the other end this time. Hello, Helen. And uh, Darren's listening this morning. Go ahead, please. Good morning, Helen. Right. I have a wee chihuahua who is one year old mm. and we had a cat come round to our place and she chased it. Now, every single morning she goes out and... <laughs> Yeah, goes around the territory barking because she can smell, because um, I'm sure, because I've got birds, so cats come around trying to get the birds. How can I stop her being like this in the morning? Barking at the cats. <clears throat> yeah, it's a shame that... Well, um, that, that the cat's not there anymore. I mean, I think yeah. they come around at night, and she comes out and she's smelling, <clears throat> and she's just very... Yeah. Yeah. You got to remember, for a dog, the cat's still there, no, because the scent and um, their nose is mm. so powerful uh, in terms of smelling. So, as far as she's concerned, the cat could be there definitely. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a really difficult one because she's already got into that chase, and and once they go into that chase, that's that predator prey drive that kind of initiates that sort of thing. Um, probably the it's going to be difficult. The easiest one is to try and get the cat not to come into your property but again i'm not really it's <laughs> a hard one isn't it yeah <laughs> that would be the ultimate one um what you could do is you could actually start to take a bit more control of the garden and you could do some basic training in the garden so some boundary training some toy play um particularly stationary um play uh, uh, training where you put the dog in a down and leave them there and walk away and come back just to take a little bit more control of your garden so she might stop and think that maybe it's not my job to, to guard for the cats. Right. That would be the best funny. way. It's, it's a really, but it's a really tricky one, I, w- I will say. If it's not something um, I would... Is she with a chihuahua? Yeah, but chihuahuas are fierce, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't, don't, I've, I've and, yeah. <clears throat> give me a, give me a Rottweiler and a chihuahua any day in terms of aggression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. No Thanks, worries. Helen, for your call. Okay, a, take care. That's a really hard one, Richard, with the cats. Is it? Yeah, it yeah, is. Oh, it is. Well, yeah. again, I mean, don't like harping on about me, but we have two Burmese and had to introduce the, the Border Collie and um, show where he was in the uh, line of things, you know, and um, he was down the bottom. They, they learned, they were four or five, I'm just thinking about, you know, behaviours and things 
like that, but it takes time. Yeah, no, normally the cats tend to be the ones that will dictate the the structure of that relationship. I wouldn't say right. at the bottom or top because if you, by definition, if you think of a dog at the bottom, then they're kind of lacking and they they become very unconfident. Whereas, um, ah, what you want to be thinking of having just a family, you don't, you wouldn't think that your brother and your sister are one above the other would you they're all on the same line so if you can kind yes. of flatten your family structure in that sense with the dogs then that that makes a lot more sense for the dogs if you don't feel lacking or lack of confidence but right. you do need to stop that chase that's the most important thing if you do it from a puppy then you're laughing can't go wrong yeah good see that, that yeah. yeah that made it made that's a difference in it that's the yeah. key isn't it Thank you for that. Uh, another text here at 16 past nine. Our number 0800 844 747. Darren Rowe, dog behaviourist, with us from the Waikato this morning. And uh, you can text, yep, 3920, just like this one. Uh, Hi, guys. My one-year-old Frenchie always jumps up when meeting new people. What can we do to help him as it's difficult when greeting people into our home? So first of all, again, we've got to understand that that jumping up is natural dog behaviour, okay? It's not something they're being naughty. If you see the way um, a younger dog, particularly a one-year-old, will greet a older dog, they always jump into the face and try and lick their nose or lick their mouth, yeah? Mm, and, and that's yes. trying to get food. So the, all they're trying to do oh, is jump okay. up and do the same kind of thing. So that's the, that's the reason why they're doing it, first of all. And when I think when we understand the reason, then we don't think they're just being like really naughty dogs. Um, so... That's the behaviour that they instinctually do. So we need to then train them another behaviour. And it's very simple. You just train them to either sit at your side or lie down. But do that outside of the situation of people coming in and then bring that behaviour in to when someone comes. So train the down, train the sit, then put them on a lead when someone comes in first. Well, you've got more control. And then ask for that behaviour then. And they'll start to associate someone walking in the house with doing a down once you've got that association, then the dog's going to offer that all the time because they're getting that positive praise for doing it. Right. <clears throat> Rather right. than being told off. But, but the key thing is don't tell them off. Don't look at them. Don't tell them off. Don't touch them. Don't push them down when they're doing it because all you're doing is reinforcing that behaviour of jumping up. Yeah, it's a fascinating a world. Biggie. and so yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, indeed. It is 17, <laughs> almost coming up to 18 past nine. I'll take a quick break here. If you call now, you're straight through. Dog behaviourist Darren Rowe is with us. Um, 0800 844 747. Any issues about dogs and their behaviour? Uh, moving forward, if you want to get a new dog, what are you looking at? Uh, do you need assistance with breeds? Whatever it might be. Or you can text 3920. If you do it now, directly through. Simple as that. This morning, on a Sunday here on Magic Talk. Take us wherever you go this summer. Text north or south to 3920 to find your closest frequency as you navigate Aotearoa. Summer on Magic Talk. It's the New Year's Beer Bones Beer Sale. Hi, Team Brownie, Brownies Matches Direct. Rush in today for quality selected beer sets at below wholesale prices. That's right, below wholesale prices, plus there are free goodies with every beer set sold. Buy on no deposit, 30 months interest free, with no repayments until January 2023. TC's fees and credit criteria apply. The New Year Beer Bones Beer Sale, only at Brownies Matches Direct. 20 morning side drive, 400 metres up from St Luke's Mall. Beaches sport in the big backyard. There's nothing stopping you from getting out there this year. We've got the deals that'll have you pushing the boundaries. Equip yourself for any adventure with Rebel store-wide savings. End Sunday at Rebel Sport. Sell lines and TCs and exclusions. With 15 to 50% off store-wide, make magic and create your instant summer with all your favourite homewares and brands from Briscoe's this weekend. You won't want to miss it. End Sunday. Tea season exclusions apply. Butterfly, 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 green. 
Butterfly Creek. Enjoy some summer fun these holidays at Butterfly Creek. See dinosaurs, unicorns, butterflies, crocs and more. Plus our amazing new dino show and mask making on select days. Details online. Plus, don't forget rocket ropes right next door. I like butterflies everywhere but my tummy. Visit butterflycreek.co.nz over 1 million Kiwis are now enjoying new bathrooms, kitchens and appliances from Trade Depot. Upright freezers from just 429, dishwashers from just 379, freestanding ovens from just 529. Visit the Onihunga showroom or shop online at Trade Depot. With minimum spends, get free home delivery in Auckland. T's and C's apply. Need my mask and my phone. Wait, is my phone? Ah, it's in my hand. Heading out? Remember, mask, scan, pass. You're good to go. Unite against COVID-19. Escape to Howick Village. With quaint seaside surrounds, you can shop local in over 100 specialty stores. Dine from an eclectic array of restaurants and relaxed cafes and explore surrounding bushwalks and beaches. Plus, don't miss the iconic Saturday markets, offering the finest local foods, fresh produce and artisan arts and crafts. Every Saturday, rain or shine, from 8am till 12.30. Love local, support local and shop local at Howick Village. The Lazy Boy New Year sale must end soon. Save $1,500 on the Contemporary Prague Modular. Plus, there's 20% off all sofas, recliners and lounge suites. Don't miss out. Hurry into your nearest Lazy Boy today. T's and C's apply. See in store for details. Turn up the feel good with magic music and turn up the conversation with magic talk. Call 0800 844 747 on magic talk. It is 21 past nine. You're with Richard this morning here until 10. Sunday morning. Gosh, look at that. A weekend whizzing by already. And with me too is dog behaviourist Darren Rowe coming in from Hamilton this morning. Uh, all to do with dogs, obviously. And it's been an array of questions this morning and comments as well. <laughs> Keep them coming. 3920 is the text number. 0800 844 is the phone number. Going to go back to the phones now, Darren. I've got Ray on the other end. Hello, Ray. Go ahead, please. Good morning, Hello, Ray. Darren from Hamilton. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for ringing. I thought it was really interesting when you first started saying that um, dog trainers need qualifications. I think that's actually true, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got two wee doggies. Um, they're both wee mongrels. One's a chihuahua cross, one's a um, foxy cross, um, cross as well. Uh, it's not so much that I have a lot of issues with them. I have experience with dogs because I grew up as a pig hunter's daughter. So, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you had lots of dogs around you, yeah? Yeah, lots, uh, lots of dogs around me, so much that when I was about four, I used to actually get on the top of the dog and ride it like a horse, so that was <laughs> fun as a kid. But what I find, because I, I do live in a rural village, however, I'm in suburbia, and it's that thing where, like you were saying, dogs do bark, mm. and we have <clears throat> tried the collars, and it does work to a degree, but then we both work full-time, so therefore at home they get lonely, yeah. so they'll bark. It's more to do with then we've had over the years, we've lived here 15 years, we've had the dog police from the council around a number of times. Yeah. And those sorts we're of things, and, you know, we've, they've, they've said to us, have you got the collars? And we're like, yes, we've got the collars. 
have you trained them? Yes, we've tried our best to train them. But when we're not home, yeah. and because we live in a corner section as well, so there's lots of foot traffic. That's the problem, is it? Yeah. And other people working <coughs> their dogs, that they're then jealous and they want to get out. That's it's kind of then very difficult when we're not so, here. To yeah, d- there's always a reason why a dog barks, and I think that's the important thing. And, and, yeah. and if you look back into the rural section... Um, Yes. Actually, it's a it's a um, it's a positive when dogs bark because it tells you that somebody's coming down your driveway or you know there's possibly that, someone about well, to burgle you and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, but, but you, you um, yeah. just got to get to know your neighbours and you do. there are other yeah. dogs now around as well. So often, <laughs> yeah. I, I I stand here in my section with you know in my house and my doggies are next to me and I listen and the other dogs yeah. are barking and I think to myself. See, it's not my dogs. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, prob- the, the problem with dog barking complaints is, and, and I, we, we've got an issue in Waikato at the moment to do with um, yes. uh, sort of dogs and stuff like that, but the um, the main issue is that we're, we're rezoning lots of places. So lots of places that were rural are now becoming sort of semi-rural, and we've got lots of people well, from towns yeah. moving out to the rural sections and bringing that town yeah. etiquette or well, that town like attitude urban, out. Urban yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's going to get worse. I will say it's going to get worse, mm, um, I think, because and people need to realise when you move out to the rural places, is adopt that rural attitude with dogs and with animals because I don't know about you I live next to I'm um, just down from a farm and those cows they make way more noise than dogs do but we can't complain well, we, about cows yeah, where my house is I can hear cows <laughs> and sheep as well. Man, they just and keep the on and on and on here, <laughs> the other thing they did here rightly or wrongly is that Doc tried to release weckers because we've got a oh, river right next yeah. to the rural area yeah. weckers did not last long because <laughs> the workers tried to come into the, you know, urban area and they, yeah. you know, one chump came in, <laughs> however it got into our property, because we've got it well fenced. It did not last long. And no. then there was another one I got home, because we do have a swimming pool, and it was in, in the swimming pool and it had drowned and it was in the salt. So there's no workers calling anymore. So that was a bit of a failed mm. experiment that they tried mm. to let workers go this close you know, yeah. there are places, think, you know, there's all these sorts of combined issues where we want to yeah, protect I think, wildlife. I think with we want them, our dogs, with the, we want our cats. I think it's tolerance, isn't it? Police. It's tolerance with yeah, everybody, in terms really, of I think. Just the, yeah. Yeah. I so I, there is no real big answer to it, is it? I don't no, think. I don't think so. But I think if people are a bit more tolerant of everybody's life, and yes. dogs are a massive part of people's lives, and I think... They are. You know, and so, I mean, I love away, bird so, life and, yeah. as well, and I love... I love the thought that they tried to let the weckers go around here, but it wasn't sort of sensible, (laughs) to be fair. No. <laughs> Looking at the bigger but picture, yes. you're right, you're right, Ray. Yeah. Hey, Ray, well, thank you for that. And um, okay, all right, yeah. that's all. And yeah, thank you, Ray. okay, no real big answers there. Okay. Yeah, bit tricky, Save isn't it? Yes. Okay, but thank you. Appreciate that. Twenty six past nine. Yeah, t- interesting. T- sorry. Richard, you oh, did touch ahead. on something that I'd like just to follow up on that, about sure. that qualifications now. And I just wanted to tell people what, what qualifications are out, are out there so they can understand whether that dog trainer's got the experience, got the knowledge or not, yeah? So, right. so your ultimate holy grail is some kind of, in my opinion, some kind of academic qualification. So I'm, I'm studying for a master's in clinical animal behaviour. That's okay. going to say that you've got a certain amount of understanding of theory, of animal theory. And so when you do something to a dog, you know what it really does from a, from a behavioural point of view, from a... Yep. 
sociological yeah. point of view and also from a sort of biochemistry point of view, right? Then you come down and you've got sort of just the odd paper, so some academic paper. Then there's lots of private institutions, and I'm, I'm not saying any of these are any better than any other, but things like Karen Pryor, um, there's a um, an outfit in Australia called Delta Trainings, very good, and that's uh-huh. more your training things, but they're the minimums that you need, in my opinion. Okay, right. and then you've got your your people that do like a day course on dog training, and then call themselves dog trainers, and they've got no real knowledge of theory, of you know how how that training works, and that's that's a dangerous type of trainer in my it, opinion. It, it is really so. Okay. Apparent, so do do the homework if you're looking for a, a dog trainer, and also that's look at the reviews. Done. Definitely, look at the reviews. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely that experience is important um, and, and reviews, but make sure those reviews, ask if you can get a reference. So Because, oh, I mean, yes. at the end of the day, I can get anybody to write anything on a website, but yep. I can phone them and speak to them, especially if it's an aggression case. Always try and get a reference from that. I'm happy to give references out for, for aggression cases. You want to know that that person can really deal with your dog's aggression, otherwise you've got a whole load of problems. Yeah. So, yeah, no, very important. Important, important <coughs> points you make there. Yeah, thank yeah. you. 3920 is our text number. Phone number 0800. 844-747. Darren, very generous, giving his time on a Sunday morning, coming in from Hamilton this morning in the studios in the Waikato, our dog behaviourist. Um, we'll go to, we've got the headlines knocking on the door. We'll just get to some of the texts that are coming through. My two-year-old poodle um, was left home alone first time when I took other poodles to the vet. The neighbour said she cried the whole hour, coming in from Lynn, uh, yeah, just for an hour. That's a hard one, isn't it? And again, if they're not used to being left alone, just like a little baby, they're just going to be crying their eyes out looking for mummy. Um, yes. Lots of, lots of toys, lots of things. Teach them how to chew toys. Um, put the radio on, put your lovely voice on there. That would calm any animal, I'm sure. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, yeah. That's, that's what we tend to do. We leave uh, magic talk on. Apart from when I'm on the radio, that freaks them out. <laughs> Can't work that one out. <laughs> um, but yeah, lots of toys. Another good thing is um, leave a piece of clothing of yours, as long as the dog's not a chewer. Um, leave a piece of clothing because that smell might help them to calm down. And there are also those pheromone things, adaptive collars and things yes, like that. Yes, they're think great. Using. Tend to yep. work with the younger dogs. I'm not sure oh. so so well with the old dogs, but try them. You know, there's nothing, okay. no harm in trying it, is there? Yep. No, oh no, that's really, really good. <laughs> uh, this one here from Tony says, my 18-month-old heading dog, it's a pet, uh, not a working dog, has started peeing on a curtain during the night. It has free run of where it sleeps in the house. How do we stop this? Crate train, simple as that. Um, give them a place to sleep. And we talked about crates, like, I think, for yes, the whole last week, time. Yeah, so, yes, that's so right. Definitely crate training. That's going to stop that that behaviour. He's also 18 months old. If he's, he's I'm guessing he's probably not neutered. Um, it might be he's scenting now. So yes. I would get rid of the curtain first of all because you're never going to be able to clean it. That'd be the first thing I do. And that he'll smell that, and then he'll go to the toilet there, and that will be a trigger for going to a toilet. So crate train, get rid of the curtain, and yeah, bit of toilet training maybe. Great. Crate is the answer. And uh, just uh, this one here. We love listening to you. We have our grandson Noah in the car, travelling from Omaru to Timaru Airport. Isn't that lovely? He is going home to Wellington. He is hoping to get a golden retriever this year, their first dog. Um, Any tips would be appreciated. In fact, I've got the headlines. I might come back to you if you've got a moment there, Darren. Yeah, Um, Yep, fine. In fact, we'll get it sorted there. But if you want to get in touch, we'll answer that, Mary Claire. Thank you for your lovely text, by the way. Mm, totally agree nice. with what you have to say. But <laughs> um, we'll leave Darren for the moment. We'll take in the headlines. Now, the phone number, 0800 844 Or you can text 3920. Dog behaviourist Darren Rowe with us on this Sunday morning here on Magic Talk. Magic Talk News Headlines.
Good morning. With the latest at 9.30, people on the east coast are being asked to stay out of the water and off the beach. A tsunami warning remains in place after a volcano erupted off the coast of Tonga. Weather watches are in place for the east coast as well as Cyclone Cody swirls its way south. It is tracking further east than first forecast, so initial warnings have been downgraded. Novak Djokovic's hearing to remain in Australia will resume this morning. The court will make a judicial review of the Immigration Minister's decision to cancel his visa, keeping him from playing at tomorrow's Australian Open. In sport, the Silver Ferns have been humbled by a dominant Australian side, 39-53, in their first test of the Quad Series this morning. Australia are leading England by 152 runs on day two of the Ashes Series. The tourists were bowled out for 188 in the first innings in reply to Australia's three. Domestically, the Northern Brave take on Wellington in the Super Smash later today. That's the latest headlines. It's 9.31. Join the conversation now. Call 0800-844-747 on Magic Talk. Yeah, we're certainly getting the number through this morning. So, yep, that is the one as we have dog behaviourist Darren. I'm going to call you Darren for a minute. Don't know where that... I mean, it is Darren. I was going to say Darren Smith. I don't know where Smith was coming from. Sorry about that, Darren. Um, but Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, no, there's plenty, especially when it comes to you and uh, everything to do with dogs and dog behaviour. Um, and there's there's so much there. I want to get back to this text. The, the number 0800 844 as you heard the man say, or text 3920. Anything to do with dogs he's happy to help so yep we love listening to you which is lovely says mary claire we have our grandson noah in the car traveling from omaru to timaru airport he's going home to wellington he's hoping to get a golden retriever this year their yeah. first dog have you got any <coughs> tips at all please darren that Where comes in from mary claire i was going to say you've got <laughs> yeah. half an hour Go, good luck uh, well first of all thank you mary claire for the uh, lovely comment i really appreciate that um yeah so with a puppy, it all starts from the very second you pick that puppy up, right? Um, so first of all, probably the biggest tip ever is take your puppy out of the car straight away to where you want them to go to the toilet and wait for them to go to the toilet. So straight out in the garden normally and wait until they go to the toilet. The first time they go to the toilet in your house will be the place that they want to go. Not to say they're not going to make mistakes right. <laughs> when they yeah. do, but at least you've got that kind of preferred substrate when they're... they're their feet are touching the ground. So that's the first thing I do, because they're going to need to go to the toilet, definitely. Yeah. Um, so that'll be the very first thing I do. Mm. Then it's all about letting your puppy settle in. And, and again, we talked about the crate and the pen. I would be now buying a crate and a pen and setting that up in the house so that my puppy has a special area to be. And that's just going to save you so many problems, because your dogs, I mean, all of the people that phoned in, a lot of those problems are because your dog's got free run of the house. They're allowed to chew this. They're allowed to grab this. Uh. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. Remember, as a puppy, when they learn that this is the set of rules that they have, this is their behaviours, this is their world, they don't tend to look outside that world until they get to at least one or two. So you're saving yourselves lots of problems. Um, and that way, the separation anxiety, again, when they're in the pen, you don't get yes. that. You might get a little yes. bit at the beginning, but you can leave the puppy and then they're, they're used to being by themselves. So that would be my biggest tip. Get a pen, get a crate. The other thing is I've just done a quick post, um, post on Facebook just so that you could go and oh, have yeah. a look with a link to our website that has a puppy, pre, uh, puppy online course, and it goes through everything you're going to need to do for the next 8 to 16 weeks. And that 8 to 16 weeks is the most important time, because I'm going to say it again, the most important time for a puppy because it's that socialisation period. And that's not just about dogs and people. Yes. It's about sounds, 
you know, cars, all those kind of things. They ha you have to make sure they experience them positively between that time because then they're not going to get scared of them and cause behavioural issues when they get older. Brilliant. Now, Darren, where do we go for those just tuning in? Websites? Yes. So, yep. so you can just jump onto the Facebook page. First of all, just type in Mindfulness okay. for Dogs about number four, and that will give you access to that um, that post there. But just mindfulnessfordogs.com, or we've got our courses on um, course.mfordogs.com, uh, academy.com, but you can find all that through the website. It's probably easier. <laughs> just mindfulnessfordogs.com. Easier that way. Yes. Okay, but no, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. You're steering us in the right direction because you're the man with all the expertise. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back to the phones. Mary Claire, thank you so much for that text, yeah, by the way, that. and best of luck with the retriever or the family anyway. Hilary, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Go ahead, please. Good morning, Hilary. Hi, there. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a Hunterway. She's about 13 months old, and she, when I go out walking, she barks at me all the time. <laughs> um, so, so, so that's quite typical Hunterway behaviour. Um, remember, Hunterways were bred to bark. Um, <clears throat> is she barking? Um, do, do you have a toy or something like that that she's barking for? Um, no, she, she doesn't. She just ignores the toys. Um, and I try treats, and she doesn't doesn't want to know she just just continuously jumps at me and barks at me so oh okay so she's just too excitable so she's trying to get you to do something i would guess um and and hunter always remember they're a working dog so that they they need their brain to be stimulated all the time and if they're not they're going to be saying come on mum, come on what are we doing where are we going we're, we're going out where's the cows mum? where's the cows yeah <laughs> so um <laughs> what you probably need to be doing at home is is really building again with that tuggy toy for a hunter wave they like to grab and chase things so um i would get a ball i would teach them how to how to tr um chase that, that toy how to grab the tuggy toy and just have something a just some kind of job for them to do when they're out on the on the walk because they do get bored really quick and just just literally walking around with you is, is not very stimulating for one of those herding dogs collies hunterways all those ones yeah and and a hunterway will always bark when they want instructions of what to do that's, that's, that's my take on it, if they don't know. <clears throat> so they're barking at the cows to move all the time, aren't they? Yeah, come on, get get going. Yeah. The other thing you can do is teach her to look forward rather than back because then she'll be barking away from you, not at you. And that's I think okay. that's probably one of the first things that uh, a farmer will teach a hunter way to do is bark forward, not backwards, because it can mess your ears up <laughs> when you've got ten of them doing it. <laughs> but yeah, give, give her another job. <laughs> yeah, give her another job. You can associate something so when she barks, teach the sit, right? Sit command's an easy one to do. So teach the sit command um, at home, get it solid, and then every time she barks, they sit, and see if she can associate that bark. Every time I bark, I sit down. See if we can at least get her to do another behaviour. She's good at sitting. She is, yeah? yeah Does um, she sit quietly? Yep. yep. Yep, so so try and associate that. So every time she barks, say sit and see if she'll sit. Oh, good dog, yeah? And then that will encourage her that every time she barks, she sits. It'll take a while, I know. It's not going to happen overnight, obviously. <clears throat> and then you can get in. So giving her treats wouldn't help when I go out with that... Oh. Yeah, but it just, just depends on where her kind of emotional state is. If she's if she's a little bit worried, then she's not like to take treats. And some some of those herding dogs, they're not really treat focused. They're more toy, um, they're more movement, so toy focused. So I would probably work on toys outside and treats indoors. That's generally what we do with the collies. Yeah, she likes sticks. Okay, yeah. So if she likes sticks. Like, you like can transfer the value of the stick to a, a more appropriate toy, like a like a fleece tuggy. Um, that that would be the way I would do it, definitely. Yeah, Great. bit of work there, no bit of work because they're, they're not easy dogs. <laughs> no, not. Clever, oh, too clever for their own good, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hilary, well, all the best with thank that. You. Hope that's helpful. Okay, thank yeah. enjoy your day ahead. 
See you then. Bye-bye. I think think people need to understand that when you bring in a working dog into a a non-working environment, you need to stimulate that dog in in a working way, you know, or appropriate way, because they do get bored. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's why we get behavioural issues, particularly yes. barking. <laughs> Just like humans. We might not Just bark, like humans, we do it yeah. in other ways, yes. <laughs> um, 0800 844 is our number. Just like Hillary, if you want to call, you're straight through right now. Texting-wise, 3920, Darren Rowe, our dog behaviourist, uh, with us right now. Uh, this one here comes in, you might have just answered this actually. Hi, Darren, I have a Hunterway, 18 months old, and when I go out walking, she barks at me all the time. How can I stop this? <clears throat> yeah, I think I, think, I, don't yeah. Think I have. Yeah. Um, and I yep. think it's something I'm actually going to go and do a bit more research about because that's two people. So if there's two who phoned in, there's probably hundreds around New Zealand that have got the same problem. So I'm going to go that's and speak n- to a farmer oh, right. who's got a hundred uh, yeah, that's, n- that's That's good. a good idea, actually. Um, this one here. Oh, uh, Lynn is asking, I missed what the collar was called. Could you please repeat it? Collar. We was that you were talking about dog collars? Oh, the adaptyl. Yeah, so there's a, yeah, pheromone, the there's a pheromone collar. So one of the, um, probably the, the brand that most people would know would be the adaptyl, but you can only get that from the vets because it's a, a medication, effectively. It's a hormone, a pheromone, um, so adaptyl, but they're not the most cheapest in the world. Um, but they're, in my experience, we've had some really good results, so probably worth it. But then the, the collars only last about three months. You can get a yes. spray that you can um, plug in and sort of like a diffuser that sprays around. Very good for cats as well, by the way, if there's cat people out there. Very good for cats. Yes, they are, and we've got mm. a couple. So I know, yep, and they work very effectively. All right, hope that answers that one, Lynn. Moving on now to Jim. Hi, it's Jim. I have got a two-year-old Slim Foxy. I get my dog food from the vet. I am giving her two plastic feeding cups a day. Could you please tell me how much I feed her a day? I think two cups is too much. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because the on the probably the vet's the person to speak to. I'm not really a nutritionist in that sense, but um, it depends on their weight. So when you, if I remember rightly, it depends what food you're doing. Because every, as always, every bag has got a different sort of table on the back for food and for the feeding guide but right. the, the weight that you have on the feeding guide is the adult weight okay so if it's a younger dog didn't say the age on that one but if it's a younger dog it's not the weight they are now it's their adult weight so you need to yeah. find oh, out oh two year old apparently two, oh two so, okay so yep. we should be we should be fine yeah so so the weight she is now that will be on the bag and then that will give you the indication of what you should feed but I tend to go on the dog themselves so if my, one of okay. our border collies I mean I'll, yep. I'll use that as a guide but one of our border collies is charging around right she's 17 and a half k's and she's been like that ever since we had her and i could literally throw food down her guts and she still stays 17 k's she just does not put on weight because she's so active i mean she's she doesn't Ah. even lie down if she's lying down something's moving you know it's that adhd type thing and (laughs) we've got one dog that you give her slightly over and she puts on kilos (laughs) which is the way it is so yeah yeah. it's very much on your dog and and there's a way of checking you you again speak to your vet because they'll they'll explain this but you run your hands down the ribs if you can feel the ribs but not see them then they're a good condition if it tucks in at the back of the ribs and they've got like i think they call it the skirt that's a good a good indication you can look at that looking down on the dog and then also this is the bit that most people forget you want to put your your hand underneath their tummy and as you do that it should go up a little bit and you should have that tuck that tummy tuck and same for people if that tummy tucks in they're in really good condition look at the skin as well look at the um the skin and look at the fur if all that's kind of fits then you're feeding the right amount if it doesn't if you've got a big barrel dog then you're clearly feeding in too much and not enough exercise but don't 
don't go giving them so much exercise if they're overweight because remember if they're overweight their bones can't deal with all that excess yeah, exercise it's too much that <clears throat> makes a lot of problems. sense Yep. Yeah. If you've just tuned in, Darren Rowe is with us, our dog behaviourist. Text 3920 or 0800 Um If you've got a query about dogs, even new puppies or considering a puppy or a dog or whatever it might be, should you go to the SPCA, should you rehomed ones? Look, he, he'll have all the answers for you. I've got another one here. We have a 10-month-old boxer cross, Darren. He is chewing when we leave him alone. He has walked daily and daycare twice a week. Do you have any suggestions to try and rem- remedy this thank you stacy stacy thank you very much stacy for uh, texting uh, um so he's definitely getting enough exercise um in doggy daycare he'll be run ragged i'm sure um it kind of almost hints at a bit of separation anxiety it'll be interesting to know whether there's any barking that's associated with that or chewing of other things if that makes sense yeah um okay and it sounds to me that he's it sounds to me that it's an anxious nervous thing um definitely and i would probably be going back to um probably not just leaving him for hours on end i would be going to leaving him for a couple of minutes and leaving him for you know half an hour and just building that tolerance and if that's not working go back to the, the down stay and just leaving for 30 seconds out of sight and just really building that tolerance for not being there and, and being by himself and then i would probably looking boxers are quite clever dogs so i'd be looking at yes. giving him some sort of interactive toys that he could play with just to keep his brain going okay. yep. um yep. what what happens when a dog chews um the reason they chew when they're anxious is because it releases these kind of happy drugs um happy hormones and pheromones in the bodies and stuff like that chemicals yeah and then what happens is that that calms them down i think melatonin is one of them and that makes them go to sleep so they they chill out but right. of course like all recreational drugs if you want to call that there's always a downer when you wake up <laughs> so when yes, they wake okay. up they get even more anxious yeah so that's when they chew even more so so you want to be giving them things that they chew um like the kongs we talked about kongs before i think with where you stuff the toys the treats in there things like that right. that actually give them an appropriate thing to to um to chew and and also think about where you're leaving the dog if i've got a dog that's really anxious and chewing everything i'm going to leave them in the bathroom where it's all tiled take away all the chemicals and all the shampoos and stuff obviously but that's probably the safest place for them to be they're not going to do much damage in there yeah that's no that's good so i'll take a quick break right now darren if you don't yeah. mind holding and uh, we'll come back with more in just a moment if you've got a text 3920 learning all the time here with uh, darren Rowe, our dog behaviorist this morning our phone number 0800 844 more shortly on magic talk from the middle of the pitch and new zealand have that breakthrough they've been searching for straight into your living room catch all the action from the black cat summer of cricket as the black caps take on bangladesh australia south africa and the netherlands thanks to dulux new zealand proud partners of new zealand cricket magic talk and rover your home for all black caps cricket this summer with 15 to 50% off store-wide, make magic and create your instant summer with all your favourite homewares and brands from Briscoe's this weekend. You won't want to miss it. End Sunday. Tea season exclusions apply. We love our moana, our water. We love a quick dip or a manu off the wharf, catching a wave or gathering kai. Yep, we spend our lives around water. But water can also change our lives. Last year, ACC supported 11,407 people here in Auckland who were injured in and around water. And we helped people learn water safety skills. Discover the ways we're here for Aotearoa at acc.co.nz forward slash water. 
Here at Magic, we always try to maintain broadcast standards. If you feel we've breached these standards and would like to make a formal complaint, you can find information about the complaints process on our website or send your complaint to the Standards Committee, Private Bag 92624, Simon Street, Auckland. Crack or chip on your windscreen? As soon as you notice it, Novus it. A Novus repair is fast, guaranteed and certified. And every time you choose Novus, you're helping plant native trees. Show us your crack. Ah, Novus! Always read the label and take us directed. Sleep Drops Auckland. Hi, I'm Kirsten from Sleep Drops. At Sleep Drops, we get asked who we are, what we do, and why we're so special. Our team love sleep and think sleep is the coolest, most powerful and natural way of healing and maintaining health ever. Sleep Drops is an award-winning specialist sleep and stress supplement range that can be combined for a truly unique and effective way to support people to go to sleep, stay asleep, and stay calm during the day. At Sleep Drops, that's our why. The Lazy Boy New Year sale must end soon. Save $1,500 on the Contemporary Prague Modular. Plus there's 20% off all sofas, recliners, and lounge suites. Don't miss out. Hurry into your nearest Lazy Boy today. T's and C's apply. See in store for details. Having a corridor with 0800 WhatsApp is kind of like me talking to you now. You can hear me, but you don't know my name, and you can't tittle here, see me. It can be a real help telling someone what's up when you're down. So talk with a free 0800 WhatsApp trained child and youth counsellor either over the phone or online chat. 0800 WhatsApp. Ata Be heard. Brought to you by Bernardo's with support from the MediaWorks Foundation. Escape to Howick Village. With quaint seaside surrounds, you can shop local in over 100 specialty stores. Dine from an eclectic array of restaurants and relaxed cafes and explore surrounding bushwalks and beaches. Plus, don't miss the iconic Saturday markets, offering the finest local foods, fresh produce, and artisan arts and crafts. Every Saturday, rain or shine, from 8 a.m. till 12:30. Love local, support local, and shop local at Howick Village. Get more magic music with free Rover Music Plus stations. Call 0800 844 747 on Magic Talk. Darren Rowe is with us this morning, our dog behaviourist. We've got a few texts that have come in during the commercial break, Darren. We'll try and get through these. They're, yeah. they're quite long, so here we go. Um, hi, we have a Labradoodle, 11 months old. Thanks for sending this in, by the way, who is very obedient, except for when she sees or senses another dog or person out on the reserve next to our house and zooms out, and no way will she come back or stay when asked. Help! <laughs> Do I put her on a long lead in the garden so she can't actually get out to make her realise? Thank you says Linda. So certainly um, that long lead um, isn't something I would do. Um, the main reason that when it's connected to the collar, they'll come yep. charging out, they'll hit the end of that long lead and then that will cause a frustration uh, behaviour problem. So then they'll start barking and then then that will become aggressive and they'll become reactive. Yes. So definitely not the long lead. Not, um, you always see, I don't know, there's not many long lead dogs or dogs on long leads that aren't barking at you and that, they wouldn't have started off doing that. So please don't do that. That's going to screw your labradoodle up completely. Um, proper fences. Council yep. go on about that all the time. Proper fences, that's definitely what you need. Um, <clears throat> but you want to go back to that recall training, and I, I would love to think I could um, teach you recall in, in 10 seconds, but unfortunately it's a bit more complex than that. But um, uh, get a trainer in. You want to look at um, building a position for the dog, so you want to know you want your dog to know where 
um, the dog is. Actually, I'm going to give you a little game to play, and this is straight from Susan Garrett, actually. Um, if you haven't right. heard of Susan Garrett, yeah. look her up. Um, it's called a search game. So what you do is you get a treat, and you have your puppy and your dog next to you. You throw the treat. Sorry, you say the word search, throw the, throw the treat. When the dog goes and just grabs that treat, say the dog's name, they'll come running back to you, then hold their collar and give them a treat. And that's basically your recall setup. If you do that, then ah. you're teaching your dog to run away from you, grab something of value, and that might be another dog or whatever, okay, and then come back to you when but only their name, and all you say is their name. So with our dogs, if I shout their names, they come back to me. It doesn't matter where they are. Right, Most I see. Thing in the world right, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, thank you, Linda, for your text, by the way. That's <laughs> nice to hear from you. Yeah, and all the beasts with it, too. Hi, we have a 10-week-old boxer puppy who constantly wraps his paws around your ankle and bites all the time, <laughs> adults or children, and still does it. How can we sort this problem out, please? Yeah, so we're back to that pen and we're back yeah. to that crate. Okay, so management, management, management. 80% of puppy training is management, 20% is training, okay? That's a natural behaviour. That's what boxers do. I've seen that a few times. Um, uh, we've, we've got an Irish setter that does that as well, but he's three oh, now. He'll you? be running along and then he'll just yeah. ankle tack you. He would have been a hell of a rugby player, really would have been. Um, and he just ankle tapped <laughs> you and, and you're on the deck before you know it. So you, that's where it goes to when they're older. So you've got to stop that behaviour. Um, most important thing, just stop, okay? When you stop and you just don't say anything, don't do anything and become boring, then you're no fun for the dog and they'll go and do something else. Um, right. Maybe throw a ball, redirect it into something else. That redirection is the most important thing in the world. Build some value for something else, then redirect it into that. Yeah. Um, but don't make a big song and dance about it because then you're adding loads of value and you're reinforcing that behaviour without even realising, especially when it comes to kids. Okay. Oh, good. Definitely. Oh, good. <clears throat> Lovely yeah. stuff. Ten uh, weeks hi, I'm. Always doing so. <laughs> oh, right. Good. So <clears throat> young enough yet. Yeah. Uh, this texter he says, "Hi, I'm a farmer with Hunterways. I would say those dogs are trying to tell their owners to run, not walk. And when a oh. Hunterway barks, you need to put a command on it. For example, speak up or a whistle. Then you can say speak up, then stop or shut up. Thank you from Tim." Oh, fantastic, Tim. Thank you oh, very much. There we go. That's, that's really good. good. I, I hadn't thought about that one, yeah, definitely. Because they're not moving fast enough, are they? And I guess that's... And you know what's happening there. They're, they're treating their owners like they're cows, aren't they? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, on, they yeah. are. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, good on you, Tim. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and this one here says, Hi, my name is Kath. I have two dogs, one Bichon, one Maltese, both are good dogs, but hard to discipline. My Bichon was recently owned by my work colleague who recently passed, and I was looking after him until my friend got better, but that wasn't to be. I work 40 hours, five days. I walk them, but they're too hypo. What can I do to let them walk without a leash? So it sounds like they're feeding off each other's energy here. Okay. Remember, one's okay. probably going through grief as well, which don't underestimate the effects of grief on them uh, on dogs, yeah. quite biggie. Um, so, but it sounds like they're feeding off each other. So, so what I would be doing is I would be separating them and I'd be training them individually to be off lead and then I'd yes. bring them together. Um, you, you, you're never going to be able to train dogs to be off lead for the first time when they're all together. We train all our seven dogs individually and then we bring them together and we bring those behaviours together. Maybe two dogs and then three dogs and four dogs and five dogs and so on. Oh, so, yeah, then do it totally that separate. way. Yeah, yes. don't, don't, don't yeah. try and do it all in one go. It's, it very rarely works, unless you're a yeah. really, really fantastic trainer. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder who that was. That and, <laughs> and to finish off, speaking of that, again, where do we go to to get your guidance, you know, and assistance? We've got a, we've got a dog or a couple of them, and um, we'd love to ha have your help. What, what do we need to do? 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll be launching lots of online stuff this year. That's our big drive. So um, even around the country, you could be able to find us. It's, and particularly for a vet, get in contact with us. We've got things that can yes. help you guys. Um, but it's mindfulnessfordogs.com, and that's with a number four. And if you really can't spell mindfulness dogs for dogs, or get it wrong, just mfordogs.com will get you there as well. Oh, but you, that's easy. you can always search for Darren Rowe as well. I'm sure you'll find me on that one. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, absolutely. Darren, thank you so, so much for this morning and your expertise as always. It's been fantastic. We will be catching up again. And uh, yeah, any final yeah, words, anything that stands out that you sort of <clears throat> think, well, yep, this want to leave us with anything? Yeah, I would say most behaviours can be stopped pretty quickly by people if they mm-hmm. just stop and do nothing. I know it sounds really stupid, but the more you do, the more screaming, shouting, pushing the dog down, telling them off. I never tell my dogs off, by the way. Okay, telling the dogs off, all that kind of stuff. All you're doing is adding value to the behavior that they're doing. You're reinforcing it and you don't even realize. So the best thing is just to close that mouth, stop until that behavior goes away, because it will stop, and then go, oh, good dog. (laughs) And then you're rewarding the good and you're ignoring the bad. And over time frustrating for you but over time that will change the behavior because the value is in something you want not in something you don't want that happens at my place and it's towards mm. me but that's a whole other story in another say, show that, that works for kids as well by the way guys <laughs> yes i like that that's great darren a real pleasure to have you on board thank you so much we're getting texts saying thank you thank you thank you so much darren there oh, we go fantastic so, thank you so much brilliant. we'll catch up again <laughs> it's been a pleasure, soon richard been a pleasure Marvellous. Thank you. A real treat to have you here. Darren Rowe with us, our dog behaviourist this morning, coming in from our Waikato studios in Hamilton. Thank you so much for your calls and your texts as well. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.